Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Christmas Eve worship. Christmas, it's the story that's the beginning of salvation. Salvation for you and for me and for all people. But this salvation of Christmas, it's not just for people, but for the whole world, and not just our world, but the entire universe, all of creation. And it begins here. This Christmas story is a story about what God thinks of you. It's about infinite love, unbreakable love, a love that gives anything and everything for you. And this Christmas story, this most sacred, holy story, we choose to tell it every year here with uh, donkeys and goats and sometimes manure. (laughs) It was right on cue for my joke tonight, too. It worked out. Why do we tell such a sacred story in such a comical way? Is it because we're sacrilegious? No. It's because, friends, God delights at the sound of laughter. You see, this is a story of joy, beauty, and hope. God chooses to save and redeem the world, not through power or coercion or force, but through joy, beauty, and hope. And the nativity story is beautiful and it's moving, yet when you think about the world back then, over 2,000 years ago now, the world was in rough shape. There was no indoor plumbing, there was no electricity, There was no Netflix. I know all the kids are like, what is the world without Netflix? But in all seriousness, there was Rome, this invading, conquering, and oppressive oppressive force among God's people. And it wasn't just in that region with Rome and the Jewish people, but all over the world there was fear and there was violence. All over the ancient world there were these chasms between the wealthy, the elite, and the powerful And the peasants, the poor, the outcasts, or the sick. Sure, a good thing we don't have any of those problems left today, right? (laughs) The story of salvation, it begins in a manger, but, but God is continuing this work of redemption even today. And when you look at how the world was back then, or when you look around at our world today, we have to wonder, why does God choose to save this mess that we seem to continue creating? Why not just give up on us? Do you remember those commercials that were popular a while back? There was a, a, with the easy button from the company Staples, there was that big red button and when, when there was trouble in the office, you could just push the button and poof, easy, everything's taken care of like magic. I wonder if God was ever tempted to create a big red button that, that, to, that maybe said smite <laughs> or... <laughs> or redo, start over. I wonder if God was ever tempted to hit that reset button and just be done, just give up on us. But the Christmas story tells us that God did not take that path. God didn't choose the easy path, but rather God chose the most difficult path because it's the best path, and that's the path of saving us. And for that, there is no easy button. Instead of turning away from us, God does just the opposite and turns towards us and says, I'm going all in because I believe you are worth saving. And I have to wonder, when God looks around at all of creation and sees this incredible need for redemption, how much did God wrestle with this plan 
before deciding to come to us this way in a baby, in a manger. As tempting as it might have been for God to take the easy path, God chooses the hardest path. In this, God is shedding all of the glory, all of the majesty, all of the omnipotence. God chooses to come via the most vulnerable and risky proposition possible, becoming human. And not just becoming human, but coming as an infant, totally helpless, totally dependent, born into vulnerability to parents who were poor and marginalized, who were living under the oppression of Rome with the threat of violence and danger lurking around every corner. The eternal God, the creator of the universe, now for the first time will experience human pain, human sadness, human fear, not as a concept, but truly residing in these tiny bones. Yet Jesus comes this way, by this path. Why? Because God says, you are worth saving. You are worth fighting for. You are worth dying for. God looks at you and says, I am not going to give up on you. And I am not going to give up on this world. Friends, when we look around at the world and we see things like wars or or shootings or hunger and struggle, we see so much pain around us and it breaks our hearts. And when we see that, sometimes we get overwhelmed and paralyzed. We don't know what to do. And so instead, we look away and just try to distract ourselves with with busyness. We fill our time, our minds, our attention with numbing agents that we disguise as purpose because we're afraid. We're afraid we can't do anything to make a difference in the face of these problems. So we take the easy path and we give up. But Jesus, Jesus is Emmanuel. That means that God is with us. God is still working. God is still moving in this world, bringing new life into the world. Years later, Jesus is going to turn to this ragtag group of followers and say, you did not choose me. I chose you to bear fruit, to go. I am the vine, you are the branches. See, God chooses to begin the story of salvation in a manger through joy and beauty and hope. And maybe, maybe it's joy, beauty, and hope that can still save the world today. Have you ever found yourself feeling like there must be something more to this life? This feeling deep down that the world isn't as it should be. You, you feel it in your bones that there's something more. And, and in a world where over this past year there's been so much ugliness and anger, so much hate and despair. You see it and you desperately long for the world to be different, both the world but also your own heavy heart. But you wonder, what can I do? The odds seem so insurmountable. Friends, I believe the purpose of the church is to be a community of people working together to create a world that looks a little more like the kingdom of heaven each day, bit by bit. You see, God saved us, transformed us through joy, beauty, and hope, and invites us to continue this ongoing work of salvation today. Here at Good Shepherd, we believe that God has a purpose for your life. The salvation we read about in the Bible, it isn't just about back then. It's not just about some future beyond the grave. God's salvation is for us now, here, in this moment, in this life. 
Too often, people in the world get it backwards. We, we only hear about how Jesus came to bring us to heaven someday, but in reality, Jesus' coming also brings heaven to earth. It's about grafting us into the story of salvation, bringing wholeness and the abundance that God wants for our lives here and now, today. You know, I think you probably have a dream or two for your life, maybe. But friends, I know God has a dream for your life. You might be thinking, that's great, Pastor, but I just came for the Christmas Eve service and these animals. But friends, God has a purpose for you. I, you might think that, but I guarantee God has other plans. God, the Holy Spirit brought you here tonight. The Holy Spirit has a purpose for each one of our lives to be so, part of something bigger than ourselves, bigger than we can imagine to be a part of something more beautiful, more wondrous. And Christmas is just the beginning. The question for our lives tonight is this, will we take the easy path or will we take the best path? You see, God knew that in order to save us, God was going to have to do something extraordinary. And so God uses someone like Mary, the mother of a newborn baby, this vulnerable young girl whose story elicits such compassion and such empathy inside us that it awakens something that we had forgotten existed in our hearts. God knew the only way to truly save us was to reach into our hearts and to transform us. And that would only happen by coming in this way, in the form of a newborn baby. Because what calloused heart is not moved by the sight of a newborn child? What sleeping spirit is not awakened at the sound of a baby's laughter? What heart of stone is not melted when they see the face of a new mother cradling that infant? Whose heart can resist the joy that bursts into the universe when those tiny little fingers wrap around your pinky? The story of salvation that began in Bethlehem that night, it continues today. It wasn't the easy path, but it was the best path. God is still saving, and we get to be a part of this ongoing story. God has given every single one of you, every one of us, gifts to do remarkable things, to do ministry, to build the kingdom of God here on earth. That means doing ministry in your work or your school or your community. Sometimes that's out in the world beyond this church. Sometimes it's here within these walls as together we strive to create a world that looks more and more like the kingdom of heaven every day. And in the end, that's what the Christmas story is all about, bringing heaven to earth in small ways each and every day. It's not the easy path, but it is the best path. It's not an easy life, but it is the best life. And it begins with the most miraculous moment in any life, the birth of a baby. Because it's through joy, beauty, and hope that, God's, that we, God, we learn the truth of how God sees us. Through infinite love, unbreakable love, a love that would give anything and anything for you. This is the life God wants for you. This is the life God wants for us. This is the life God wants for the whole world. Amen.